0: It really shows God at work. You know, I wasn't regretful anymore. I just thought, well, I gave it a good try, and now I'm done, and um, so I'm quitting. And God said, well, not quite yet.
1: (laughs) We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm excited for you to be here today as we are going to listen to debut author Dana McNeely talk about her writing journey as she gets ready to release her first book, Rain, from Mountain Brook, Inc. Publishing. My name is Ruth Gouthit and I'm the current president of Christian Writers of the West, the Arizona chapter of American Christian Fiction Writers, ACFW. If you're serious about writing, you need to join American Christian Fiction Writers, ACFW, today. Visit their website and you'll see all the resources that they offer authors. Well, now it's time to listen to the debut author Dana McNeely's unique story. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to her writing journey. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. I'm super excited to have my good friend Dana McNeely with us today. She is a debut author getting ready to release her first book called Rain through Mountain Brook Inc., and I'm so excited for her. So I asked if she wanted to come on my podcast to talk about her writing journey, how she got signed with Mountain Brook Inc., and a little bit about her upcoming book. So welcome to my podcast, Dana.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is my first interview ever. (gasps) So if I stutter, then, you know, just give me a prompt and I'll get going again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No worries. And I promise it will be painless. I promise.
0: Well, you asked a little bit about how I got signed with Mountain Brook Inc. And I think that's a pretty fun story and one a lot of readers, uh, writers, excuse me, might appreciate. Because, like many writers, I had been trying for a long time to get published. I'd been writing all my life. Um, Once I was an adult, I was in a critique group with a lot of really, really good writers who were getting published. But I was not. Um, People kept saying, oh, your writing is wonderful. But I would go to a conference, and you know, Ruth, Mm -hmm. we went to some conferences together. I would talk to agents, and they would say, oh, this sounds so exciting. Send it to me. And I would send it to them, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to get signed. And I would be so thrilled. But then I would get that letter that Mm -hmm. said you know, this is really some wonderful writing, but it's just not something we can sell.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that was discouraging. And uh, so it it happened quite a few times and years went on, Um, tried different things. I went to an independent editor and worked with him. And all the while, I really did feel like my book was getting better. And yet I wasn't able still to find the right person to say yes. Um, I finally just thought, you know, I'm going to put this book in a drawer. I'm going to write other things. I published um, a cozy mystery in an anthology, and I thought, well, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll switch genres. But after a while, I just decided maybe I'm going to just, you know, have fun. I'm going to travel a little, and I'm going to forget about this writing gig because it doesn't seem to be working out. One day... I was on social media, having decided I was no longer going to be writing, and I got a little ping. It was an internet message. I kind of cringed because too many of those are trolls, Mm -hmm. and I was not sure what to think. I opened it up, and I read, hi, but it didn't stop there. Are you the Dana McNeely who wrote Rain? And if so, have you sold it yet? My mouth Probably dropped open because a stranger was asking about my book in the drawer, Rain, which I'd finished many years ago. Um, the fun thing was it had been in some contests, and about six years prior, it had it had won a category in a contest. And this woman had been a judge. She had remembered Rain and liked it. And she started trying to track me down. Well, those contests are double blind. And they don't tell you the name of the person you're judging. And they don't tell you the names of the judge who judged you. So she had to jump through some hoops. But she told me she's a mystery writer. (laughs) And so she involved um, some sleuthing skills. And she finally found me. So that was pretty fun. She said, you know, I really loved your book told my publisher about it she's interested in publishing a biblical fiction she said if you query her she'll read it so i did she read it and it was about maybe a month later but a contract with mountain brook inc and i've just been thrilled so they're a great little publishing house they like family i'm really enjoying working with them
1: i love that story it's so encouraging to those authors out there who are near the end and they're just ready to give up but uh, i mean i think you and i have known each other for about nine or ten years now yeah and i remember you talking about this story and when you decided to just walk away from writing and then when you came back and so when you finally announced that mountain brook that you signed with mountain brook we were all all of us in our writing group were just so thrilled because it is one of those success stories that gives us encouragement and hope.
0: So. You know, and it, it really shows God at work. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I wasn't regretful anymore. I just thought, well, I gave it a good try. And now I'm done. And um, so I'm quitting. And God said, well, not quite yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I have actually a two-book contract. And uh, my publisher has even been saying to me, "Dana, what about book three i I'm interested, you know and so I said, "Well, let's just get through book two and see what happens after that Sure because uh, you know it's it's a lot of work mm-hmm. um it's a dream, it is, but it's not you know you sort of have your idea, your dream and and the reality of it is not always the same, is it It's sure. like you know, You go, oh, this is wonderful. My book's going to be in print. But then you have to learn all about social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to keep writing book two. You're editing book one because even though that book was edited so many times, it still needed to go through the editorial process with Mountain Brook, Inc. But I am so pleased. The book that came out of all that work and all those you know multitude of um, edits which Marilee said to me your book hardly needed any editing at all
1: that's amazing that's yeah, amazing yeah i mean a lot of people a lot of writers out there who want to be authors sometimes forget that once you do sign now you have deadlines and you have an editor who's uh, having you revise and then a publisher who's saying okay where's book number two and you have and to keep find a way to keep those creative juices flowing and you can't just I, rest it's not like okay i signed a contract now i can kick back and relax and rest no that's truly where the work starts to happen
0: but it's fun i'm having a good time it's not what i expected. Especially the social media. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the times you've helped me root.
1: Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, that's another thing that um, I've been talking to a couple of Instagrammers because I've been, this is like my first year where I can really dive in and start using it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of writers forget that platform is everything. And you have to try and find the little tricks of the trade to get the followers. And so you can put that on your book proposal that you have followers, but you also want to come across as genuine. You don't want your followers to think, oh, she's just using me, you know, to sell her book. Um, No, you want to come across as a real person. You want to get to know your readers. You want to get to know your followers. And in the, in addition to marketing your book, right?
0: Right. And when you talk about those connections, I think about my rainmakers, my my launch team group. Mm-hmm. They have become such good friends, and they're just so fun and funny, and engaged, and willing to help. Um, but we pray for each other. Um, it it's it's just a fun group to go to, and in this time of isolation. It's been really nice to have those online connections mm-hmm. with a group of like-minded people.
1: I agree. And that's part of the reason why I reached out to you and some other authors who are releasing books this spring. Uh, I kind of wanted to provide a, a place for them to talk about themselves and their books. And then I'll you know, broadcast that on my Instagram because you're helping me and I'm helping you. And that's just a way to further you know, continue to make those connections. Right. Now, tell us about Rain. Well. First of all, I love the, the title, and I'm glad that Mountain Brook decided to stay with it. I love the title.
0: Well, thank you. Um, rain came about when I was reading in... First Kings, and reading the story of Elijah, and I came to the part where he went to the widow, and I I read a little of that, and I thought, goodness, he asks her for the very last of her bread, and he wants his piece of bread first, and that's kind of rude, you know. I (laughs) thought through that, and then I went to the part where the boy, the son of the widow, dies, and Elijah. Prays and he says, Lord, you're not going to let this widow's boy die after she's you know, taken care of me. Bring the boy back to life. And he prayed and the boy came back to life. Well, it's a story I've read before, but in that moment, I just read it and I could imagine that boy opening up his eyes, going to the other world and being so terribly frightened by the images he would have seen there but then coming back and i just thought about that a little bit wouldn't that be some story to tell and then i thought who was that boy and who was his mother the widow of zarephath we know from the bible that she lived near where queen jezebel lived Mm here we have one woman living right near where the queen of israel came from the queen who lured all of israel into idol worship Mm -hmm. this woman is living with the prophet of the one true god so that was a real difference too and i thought but who was that woman and why did she say to elijah when her boy died Why have you come to me, man of God? Have you come to remind me of my great sin and to kill my son? Mm. such a statement full of emotion. I thought, goodness gracious, what was her life that she thought her sin was so great that it deserved the death of her son? So then I imagine maybe she was a priestess of the Baals. So, the story of Aban, her son, is that he is destined to become high priest one day. He's a young boy of about 14 at the beginning of his story. But at what cost to those he loves? He anticipates his rites of passage with excitement and dread. He yearns to join the priesthood of baal Melcard and unlock the power of the rain god and hear the deity's voice. He's been warned the ceremony can take a dangerous turn, but as eldest son of the high priestess, he holds a privileged position. If he can make it through the ceremony, one day he'll rise to high priest. Mm. So this is the beginning of the story, and it involves him needing to flee the city when he hears the prophet say that there is one true God and he overturns the idol and um, Avon follows him in curiosity and when he sees the direction he took he misdirects soldiers and sends them in the opposite direction when this is found out he's gotta leave the city to save his life so that's a little bit <clears throat> about this story and um, he has quite an adventure traipsing around Israel Mm -hmm. and his encounters with Elijah. So it's a lot of
1: fun. Now, who are your readers typically? Who is this book written for?
0: Well, you know, it's written, I guess, for Christian readers. Christian readers enjoy biblical fiction. A lot of them are mature women whose children are grown. Um, But surprisingly there's quite a few young readers there's quite a few non-christian readers in fact my first readers my critique group were all a secular group and my second critique group that i'm with now um a couple more women have joined and again not not bible readers and they're very intrigued by the Mm -hmm. story so it's it's interesting um hard to know who all is going to be pulled to read a biblical fiction story, but it can be a very wide-ranging group. You know, anybody that likes historical fiction could conceivably like it. It's set in a historical period, of course, Mm -hmm. but it's a more ancient period than um, some readers who are maybe more used to thinking of maybe the 50s and the 60s as history, or you know, maybe going back as far as one of the world wars, but not a whole lot before that
1: sometimes. It sounds fascinating. How was your research on this project?
0: Fun, um, I started with the Bible. I had some books on um, customs of the times and then I began to do geological research and look at um, maps. And um, I, the, the funnest thing was getting involved with the interlibrary loan at our local library. And Joan, the interlibrary loan person, and I got to be kind of friendly. She would give me all these books on ancient Samaria and on King Ahab and Queen Jezebel and the wars back then. So that was a lot of fun.
1: Sounds like it. Very wow. intriguing. Well, what's next then? What is book two going to be about?
0: Book two <clears throat> is about two minor characters, um, secondary characters from Rain, a soldier named Dove, and um a young girl who has grown up named Miriam. And when she goes to help a cousin's wife with childbirth, she gets trapped in that city when war breaks out with Aram. She has to make a hard decision that is going to affect the rest of her life, specifically marrying her cousin when the cousin's wife dies in childbirth. Mm. So that is um, kind of the... quandary she faces as the book begins and um the question is will she marry him or you know will she remain um single and there's there's all kinds of other things that play into this with the war with aram and a young boy um who is an older son of the cousin so there's a lot of fun stuff. I'm just kind of getting into it and finding my way in the story. The fun part of the research with this involved an uh, interview with a wildlife specialist who deals with raptors, hawks. Mm-hmm. And that, the reason for that is because this girl was always um, a bird trapper back in those days, and she sold her birds in the marketplace. And so there is an eagle that is going to be a thread in this, in this story. So that's a lot of fun.
1: Uh, it sounds like it. I love birds of prey. I love drawing them.
0: <laughs> Good. Maybe I can get you to do something. <clears throat> sure. Absolutely. Golden eagle. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Oh, it sounds great. Now, in your series um, You're thinking possibly about a third book Are you going to keep it within the same universe With just different characters Or are you thinking about going yeah. outside
0: Yeah the tie in is It's the stories of Elijah So the first book went From the time Elijah showed up as, At the temple Through the end of the drought mm-hmm. So it you know had the big contest On Mount Carmel mm-hmm. And all that excitement The second book will be in the aftermath of the drought when there is war with Aram, um, and it'll go through um, Ahab's death, and it will go through the translation of the prophet Elijah, and it may go beyond that. So it kind of depends how long the story needs to be, um, whether it'll go beyond that. There's two things I might choose on that, and so if there is a book three it's going to continue with a story of probably elisha Mm. so it will all be in the same universe but if there is not a book three and we discuss something else i i kind of would like to write a new testament story
1: Mm. that sounds great how fun that is For writers out there who might are listening to this and might be near the end of their rope, (laughs) what kind of advice would you give them about the writing journey?
0: Well, I'll give you some advice that I rejected, and I'm sorry I did. Um, Some people told me to forget about Rain and to write something else, and I felt like I still had things to learn. And I wanted to revise Rain um, again. I worked with a really great independent editor, and went through Rain, and it was an expensive prospect. Um, but I really did learn a lot more about writing from it. So I, I I don't know if I really regret it. But the part I do regret is they said write a second book, write another book. I think that's what you need to do if you are stalled with your book one, you need to write book two, book three, book four, and have a little bit of a series going already, because any publisher is going to be more attracted. They always say only pitch one book. I've heard that. And yet the first thing they ask is, do you have any other books? Mm -hmm. So maybe you are only going to pitch one book, but they sure are going to be attracted if you have other books that are finished, or at least really plotted out, and um, you have the idea down pat, so they know that you will continue. And the second thing I would say is what you said, Ruth, you really need a platform. Um, Merely, my publisher, Merely Farrell said, Dana, we usually don't take an author that doesn't have more of a platform. <clears throat> you don't, you have a website, but it isn't set up for biblical fiction, it's set up for cozy mystery. Um, you do have a Facebook presence, but you don't have a blog or a newsletter. And we're going to require from now on that you, that the, the writer must have at least a newsletter with a thousand followers. Mm. And she named some other figures, and I just said, I can do all that. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it real fast. <laughs> and it wasn't fast, and it was really, really, hard. So those are my two pieces of advice. Build your platform. You can, you can build a newsletter, even if you don't have a published book. And there's lots of resources to tell you how to do it I think you know it's it's a good lesson to do
1: yes absolutely there's folks out there willing to help and a lot of YouTube videos that you can view to teach you how to set up things like that Um, critique groups you know bounce ideas off of other writers reach out to people that's the important thing right Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to talk with us about writing and your wonderful journey. It's been such an encouragement.
0: Thank you so much, Ruth. I really appreciate the time, too.
1: Sure, and we wish you the best of luck with RAIN and your other projects coming up through Mountain Brook, Inc. And uh, we wish you the best of success. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today as we listen to Dana tell her story. Isn't it fascinating and so encouraging for all of us? But as you know, signing that contract means the work is just beginning, but it's fun. So keep going forward on your writing journey, one step at a time. And until next time, God bless.